0: episode 28 design company podcast and today we have an absolute superstar with us uh this young man is not just an incredible musician and organizer of exit festival in serbia and you know got so many accolades to his name uh that i i i don't even know what what else he's hiding in terms of his achievements but please before i start going off and like you know, boosting your credentials, uh, please, uh, Petr, tell us, tell us who are you?
1: Well, thank you so much for, for, for inviting me to your fantastic podcast. Uh, it's a really honor to be here. And, and for the great intro, really uh, amazing. Yeah, so my name is Peter Savic and I grew up in, in, in Balkans in Serbia. I worked around the Exit Festival for many years, basically like their digital side. And for those who don't know, Exit Festival is around... 250,000 people festival. We won um, three major festival awards, but this is kind of uh, kind of my past life. Uh, before I moved to London 2014 and started working at UCL, uh, that particular department called UCL Advances, that was all about uh, entrepreneurship and the D Tech. At, at the time, we were kind of running 30 programs. We were the world's largest entrepreneurial department, even bigger than MIT at the moment. You know, and then there are some great companies coming out of UCL like DeepMind, for example, and and many others everyone knows. And then yeah, this is this is where I fell in love with kind of working with students and then top talents because I believe uh, the, the best company, best innovation actually comes from from those PhDs. And this is ever since it, it's been my mission to to work in uh, venture science rather than venture capital, how we call it. And nowadays, I teach neuromarketing at the Imperial College London as a visiting lecturer. And I also coach and judge students uh, and then work with their spin-outs. Uh, yeah, and then, um, I'm, uh, I am kind of have a few hats, but it's very simple I'm not like Elon Musk, you know, having millions of companies, but uh, my main company is called Supreme Factory, and this is a sh- essentially a VC fund with accelerator program. We essentially started the accelerator program, virtual acceleration, and then we kind of raised the fund, 30 million fund to invest in deep tech AI and, and um, kind of companies that are pitching the gap between the Balkans, emerging Europe, and the UK. And lastly, um, I organized loads of events, even nowadays uh, as a part of Startup Grind London. And I'm a co-director of Startup Grind London and that's the world's largest community of entrepreneurs. We are here to make friends, not contacts, help others than ourselves and give first and take. So yeah, that, there you go, my, my quick intro.
2: Well, uh, n- nice one. One thing I noticed about you actually, Pitar, before uh, you know having this podcast, I looked up what you were doing online. i so one of the questions I have for later is how do you organize yourself, which we'll ask later just to do all those things. But to start with the most important design company area, right? Purpose, because doing stuff without a clear purpose is sort of useless. So I have a two-pronged question, you know, first of all being, you know, what is your purpose in the startup ecosystem? And then kind of at a more macro level because you're part of startup grind, because you're part of a number of tech community things, you know, what should be the purpose of the startup ecosystem in general?
1: Well, it's a tough question, really. I can tell you, potentially what, what the the purpose of startup grind is and that's definitely to educate every single entrepreneurs on the planet yeah uh we have a few spin outs or supreme factory and this is also we have a purpose as buddha you know and in buddhism have a purpose to end suffering in a way we want to bring a positive income impact and uh also generate investments and then kind of have some profit in that way of the balancing innovation to solve a really huge problem um essentially to end the suffering so uh, yeah this is this is still what i kind of have as my main purpose to date um and i'm i will i believe i will always stay true to that it's just so you know life or company without the purpose doesn't make sense so you know i think our virtue You know, it's a virtue to have a purpose. And it's really hard for some people. But where this world is going, you know, when you see the high collective uh, consciousness just rising, you know, you see ESGs and and these big corporates, you know, adapting sustainability goals, whatever that means, you know, in, in that specter. But it is about having a purpose. Without the purpose, I'm not sure. Well, you know, what was the point of the game?
2: <laughs> I mean, just just to bounce off of that pitar before I pass it over to yeah. JC, there's something very interesting there, which is corporates adopting ESGs. So what's quite funny is I'm Design Company, you know, growth is usually the seventh final area after you've sorted out all the rest. But it mm-hmm. seems like here instead of going for like real purpose, we're just going for arbitrary ESG metrics. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so, <laughs> uh
0: so uh in terms of People, you know, you are one of the people who who is have certainly been an inspiration to me and inspiration to many in in London ecosystem of of the startups, uh, with with Startup Grind uh, being one of the biggest meetups in London, if not the biggest in in the startup world. Um, and you know, you've you've dealt with so many different uh, people that are doing businesses from single man businesses up to people who've raised literally billions um so what is the and and yes i could ask you so many people related questions but we try and stick to one ish per area so what is the most important thing that you've learned within all your dealings with different types of people what's the most important thing you've learned when dealing with people in business so far
1: well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words. It's, it's, but it's, and I must kind of um, uh, say that it's not my my doing that startup is so big. And that we manage it about the team and then, you know, other co-directors and then ambassadors, There's are just fantastic team to work with. And then to, to answer your question is really about uh, having that mindset, right? Uh, you know, most of the... The design and marketing concepts is, is around why rather than how and what, and, we, and when you look at the building communities around that, working with people who are very busy or, you know, uh, you know they're very, very expensive to, to hire or to work with, you know, they would actually work for free and spare their time if, if they, you have a purpose or you have that why feeling. And and we're all about that and then that's our secret really based on those on those things we managed to kind of maintain that reputation of being one of the best uh, places to go when it comes to uh, virtual meetups or meetups in general and having high profile speakers always because of that. And this is how you drive connections and because it's it's purposeful I guess we, we we believe that you know giving back to the community is the key here and sharing that how I call collective intelligence sharing knowledge between this uh, we grew up and grow as a whole ecosystem rather than us individuals so there is a no selfishness here we're all about giving first paid forward attitude and 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 so forth so I believe yeah that, that, that's kind of the key I think um, which we
2: have. Love that you said uh, collective intelligence, Pitar. That's essentially a big part of the DNA of everything we're doing, which is that you can be the most intelligent person in the world. You will always mathematically be smarter with the five or 10 people, uh, right people at your side. So <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, so, so moving on then to kind of the systematic aspects, like we said about people, and this is more of a personal one. As I said earlier, a question that we're going to come back to. How do you organize yourself to like achieve your purpose and deliver value in all these various initiatives i mean you are know, a tech london advocate you're in startup grind i believe you're still in the academic environment and still leading a, uh, a venture company so how do you actually like make sure that sort of the whole funnel is moving ahead and that anytime that you're doing a task it's purposeful and it ties back to the greater purpose and it makes sense
1: i mean this is probably the toughest question ever uh you know time is uh the biggest commodity is in this day and age you know you can't buy time this is a problem and i would encourage anyone not to sell their time it's it's precious literally you know one your time once your time is over you you i mean you do exist in some different form i guess uh but um you know what I believe there is a concept of, of time and space and <laughs> as a quantum, you know, uh, but you know, if you, if you organize um, your time in a way that all the activities benefit each other, uh, it could actually work quite well. So, you know, if you think about the ecosystem of essentially at the back of my funnel sits a VC fund and I by law have to commit 80% of my time to that fund, but you know, if you look at the Startup Ground, which is the world's largest community, there's a great pipeline and deal flow of the companies that we can champion and founders in general that we can champion on board and then support. And obviously, there is now um, a geographical clusters around that. So I see Startup Ground as the kind of global community, London tech advocates or global tech advocates, how we call it. I run, uh, co-founded a Balkan chapter and we are now a part of uh, emerging Europe that we just launched and announced. So that's kind of the the, um, the strongest lobby business lobby in London and it's globally. And then, you know, we have we have other uh, roles that I've been previously involved in, such as, uh, you know, advising Department of International Trade on Western Balkans, where Jason and I grew up basically. And then, you know, we have Serbian entrepreneurs and smaller kind of groups there. I sit on board and I only spend, let's say, a day or two a month on that. Um so if you, if anyone really wants to succeed, you have to think, doing around, uh, think about um, breaking around diverse activities in order to get there. Because diversity is the key of innovation, I believe. Because you know, more minds, as you mentioned, mathematically, you uh, are smarter than one. And then if those minds are different from gender and ethnic perspectives. You know we 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 get even better and then that so i believe you know when it comes to quantity and quality mixture of that activities throughout the ecosystem really it's 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 an essence of how i actually manage my time uh and you know i just love working with with younger people with students brightest minds i get inspired as well when i teach i also learn something new and it's just there is something about those neural mirror mirrors where you talk to people in person even or via Zoom. You just get so much out of it, you know. And it's I like to surround myself with uh, with the brightest people or smarter than me. <laughs> so the more the merrier, I guess. I'm not sure if I answered your question, but, no, no, but it says the the toughest one, I guess. I
2: like. Well, we ask tough questions, but always with yeah. a good heart. Design like Company Podcast. You mentioned yeah, something. I, I just yeah. wanna. <laughs> Yeah. I do
1: have I do have a secret, though, about the time okay. <laughs> Tell us. there is a, there is a way of how we as humans um, are affected by nature and the circadian rhythm in particular, you know, so you can't work all day and night, you know, many people are have the sleep deprivation, they don't sleep enough and they, they don't perform night, therefore. Um, so I believe in, in, in that balance or a wave of nature that goes into a flow state and then you go to a twilight state and you go into balance. And, you know, it's a circle you have to get in. And I use many different tools to manage my time, to manage my mind, to clear my mind out of many destructions and the noise we have around the Internet and the world. And I, the two main things. One is that I grew up playing music a lot. And this is the, basically the key and the rhythm and the dance and the music that I've tried to balance left side of the brain from my right, which is very analytical. And the, So balancing those two is great. And then meditation is probably my key element of, of success. I've been meditating for, wow, well, almost 20 years now, really. And it's, it's been the essence of my success. Uh, and nowadays, you know, meditation is more and more popular. Um, and mindfulness is, is, kind of, kind of a key thing for athletes and astronauts to, to get that, you know, uh, few percent that you can just get with, with your clear mind. So yeah, that's the key essence for me.
0: Awesome. So you just kind of laid it up for me in terms of asking the next question because you touched on innovation and you touched on younger minds and so on. And, uh, you know, we, we've got a little bit of a secret project, uh, which we'll reveal in uh, one of the upcoming uh, episodes, but we we're using Designed Company to design a particular type of company with a super young founder, and we'll have him at some point as a, as a guest. But from that young founder that I've been working with, you know, he'd just speak to me in direct ways. Like he'd say, why don't you just blah? And and whatever he says it's just like so spot on. And uh, I really appreciate that directness and non apologeticness, you know, just direct speaking uh, the truth. And so I tend to learn from younger people uh, much better as well. But how do you see? innovation happening, for example, this year and going forward? And do you agree with someone like Peter Thiel that, you know, the startup sector is in the somewhat of a lull innovation-wise? And I think there's a lot of buzz around, you know, I'm watching a lot of, for example, um, analyses of the company called Nikola that's supposedly competing with Tesla. And it's Mm -hmm. very much like Theranos. There's a lot of this kind of buzz, buzz, buzz. Uh, but no actual substance behind w- w- what's happening in regards to innovation in startups in real terms and who is worth kind of paying attention to in your in your um view
1: well from the Teal, peter Thiel point of view you know i believe the silicon bubble have, has burst essentially because of that fluffiness people uh, startup have you know to, to put the it was a blockchain few two years ago now it's ai if you put it your valuation grows actually when we do due diligence and look under the hood there's no real machine learning even there you know so it's it's very it's very tricky to say what innovation is these days um but you know the machine learning
2: that has a bunch of outsourced people administering the spreadsheet right
1: well you know what advanced statistical approach is also all good as long as you have the data science I mean data science is, is very heavy and it could be a key factor to, to to start innovating really but this is a kind of how you how you structure the machine and then what comes out of the machine but there's now AI is now so kind of deep and so kind of there are so many subsectors but I see innovation as, as you know cross-pollination really. Uh, I think that's the key. Now, if you put things together from uh, even I see this in, in academia, where, where, you know, um, you, have, you have this um, very diverse uh, consortiums and then people, they're doing cross-disciplinary research. They're mixing technology with science and kind of things you would never mix. And once you do that, you kind of literally get the magic. You know, like Nikola Tesla, would innovate really and then you know people would thought it's magic but that was like we're talking about 100 years ago it's ridiculous and i think uh you know my absolute true hero that jason mentioned is nikola tesla really and i follow his footsteps so, you know we, we grew up in the same country i then kind of essentially went somewhere outside to live our lives to fullest and pursue our careers i mean wherever where there is a good ecosystem you know, but uh, you know, these time changes, and I, I, if if you read books from Nikola Tesla, you know, we are still kind of just on the verge of what he's been developing more than hundred years. It's it's ridiculous, and we see also uh now now what peter thiel is, is investing we they obviously know something that we don't or normal people don't know you know peter thiel recently invested uh 50 million in magic mushroom company you know what does that tell you uh, you know and um you know true innovation is i guess true innovators were were someone like uh Steve Jobs, Nikola Tesla and, and these type of people and if you look at what what's the common with them uh, common things it's it's very strange it doesn't seem like your your particular startup environment that now they're claiming to innovate but they don't actually so it's it's kind of it does it does drive the purposeful approach with all of it that's a, for me the common thing in innovation is is that purpose to really really do something impossible with with using different tools create from creativity to to kind of motivation and then just kind of go beyond your kind of logical mind and then beyond your notion of well, what could be possible and i think that mindset is only mindset that can innovate really uh, this is uh, a long topic i'm not sh- i'm sure we are no, short on mean, time so
2: it, it, it's a good one to open up and just kind of bounce on that i actually agree fundamentally with you peter actually it's kind of our innovation process as well we find that the best ideas we have when we're working with jason is often by confronting skills from different fields right so putting together management science with software engineering and for example, coming out with a much better way to develop products, right? Yeah, or well, turning so,
0: one into the other. Like, what happens <laughs> if you treat management as software problem, or yeah. uh, treat software as a psychological problem? <laughs> so,
2: so exactly, so, I think yeah, there you're right. Yeah. So so these are, I think, the key things to keep in mind, right? Because as you said, science has gone very deep, especially in these past years with the emerging, you know, sets of information. So being able to like bring together different ideas from different fields and then do that in a productive way rather than just seeking to be the best at one thing is where we see the really exponential results and so that leads nicely into the topic of products and exponential results so you know quick reminder design company what is a product it's not like the app itself it's more like the tangible practical outcomes for for the user so i'm an accountant my product is not my end of year tax return. My actual product is I'm not going to get a call from HMRC next year. That's the real product, right? So uh, for yourself, Pitar, what are kind of the main products, main outcomes, main things you're looking to achieve for the people that you're working with? And I would say maybe potentially in the context of your venture firm, although I'm sure within your other activities as well, you have other outcomes you're looking to achieve. Uh, oh,
1: sorry, I didn't get the question. So it's about what, what yes. product uh, is, is ours.
2: So when I said products, yeah, just like what's kind of the main outcomes that you're looking to achieve for the startups you're working through a venture firm or in your other activities?
1: I see. Well, at our firm, we look at the very specific product market fit. We even go deeper and we call it founder's market fit. And this Mm -hmm. is kind of how um, you're looking at the products and and beyond product on market. What's the fit with your customer? Is the customer... uh, is there a problem that, that customer has and that you could really solve? And this is something that customer can't live without. It's really kind of that, that point of innovation where it's either 10 times better, 10 times cheaper and can drive that, that um, kind of growth in a way. It could drive itself. It can produce an old media, meaning that other customers would tell you, "Wow!" to other friends, you know, this, this product is great you know it solves the problem it does the thing it says it does so you know we look at those type of things and whether we we build spin outs or we invest in startups it's really important that that our product is is on spot it's very hard to say when when you're dealing with early stage companies you have to look at the human capital and how they think about this uh, question as well And it's probably the essential thing for us you know and for me in general in, um my personal approach is is that that product needs to to have a fit you know it needs to to click with the customer and very well i mean on all points
0: so when it comes to money then how are you looking at money because i remember i think one of the times when i you know met you uh, perhaps I think it was the first time when I met you, uh, I was delivering a talk about the the core parameters of money within blockchain companies. And I used the design company model to break out some of the aspects of money that I think make money actually worthwhile uh, technology uh, especially within crypto world but how are you looking at money today considering that there's been all this kind of injections of trillions and the taps are just running open and crypto is where it is Uh, you know i hear analyses that you know bitcoin is at its highest when you take out the bubble that happened you know um so normalize for that are you and and with regards to cash flow in startups, you know, how how are you, what are you looking at as the most valuable thing in respect to money in companies?
1: Fantastic question. By the way, I remember that that talk. It was very inspirational. And i believe they, i filmed it and then live stream it yes yes so you had something. this like 360
0: yeah. camera i was like what the hell is this yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so so basically that event happened at deal under the place that i used to work one of the innovation centers uh back in 2015 or something at ucl at cisco um and yeah i mean back then it was blockchain and then bitcoin was it was in its kind of highest bubble i guess It, it really drove loads of startups ico's and, and stos and different things they were really kind of pumped up money around the 21 uh and a well, limited amount of, of tokens and uh, they were around but if you look at the money it, essentially it's, it's all kind of um it, it's not backed by uh, intrinsic value as many many bankers and and money people say about Bitcoin, you know, because it it has no cap, you know, people governments they print money. We all know it's 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 a big scam, you know. Ever since they they <laughs> cut the gold out of that, it's so it's so funny, you know. When, when where where this world is going with the money, you know, and we we see this in um nowadays in Silicon Valley, you know, which is pretty much bursting you know, with this capital that is just pouring back into into these companies. It's just now the trend to raise funds, you know. Well, you know, back in the day, companies didn't have to raise the funds. They were just kind of viable. They had the product that could make money, you know, and satisfy the customer needs. That was the deal. You just need a bit of money to kind of scale it or something. Now it's like a, it's a trend to raise money. Yes, and then that's where where VCs are, are in general kind of uh, – growing that industry is growing but the VC as now and then it has been uh, a lot they didn't have much success you know nine of ten companies fail or you know, one succeeds two other pay off or something like that that's kind of the standard which is not not the best deal you know but it still drives the economy and and supports the innovation in a sense and we see you know pension funds family offices and many other people now investing in deep tech and in tech startups in general through funds or directly into companies i think that's real money they have it's just uh i think money is virtual i'm not sure even if i know loads of people lots of wealthy people and then if you talk to them you know they're poor people they're more happier than they are because uh, you know, money doesn't bring you happiness, or doesn't you know, give you that type of value. You can buy stuff with the money. You can scale company with the money. That's, that's, that's fine. But it it's not it's not the most important thing in the world. There's something else. Uh, but um, I believe that people, you know, you can't live without money. That's that's the system of this world, and whoever set it up. You know, maybe a devil, maybe an advocate, think- but they they actually set up the the, the the whole system of the money, which is which is I believe fake. You know, I, I still believe in in exchange of values rather mm. than money, and I would still kind of trade with you. You know, I can give you my services, you give me yours, and this is a, for me the fairest uh, mm. value. You know, rather than you know, here's here's money that I might borrow from somewhere. Mm. And, and, and whoever gave me that money basically printed out of the blue, I
2: think which is ridiculous. To to think. That is, uh, money is important, but it's not the prime factor.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. So Mo, what's your question in regards to growth then?
2: Well, what I like about growth is that, and actually, Pita, you're in the startup ecosystem, you're in London, so you have been in the middle of this, especially during kind of the 2015-2018 bubble, where it was like, growth, 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 Excel into Jacob, Excel into Jacob. So, I mean, you know, beyond the fantasy metrics, like, how do you define growth? And what kind of growth are you looking to achieve for yourself, for your team, for the companies that you're working with? Beyond, obviously, the returns to your LPs that have invested in the fund.
1: Well, grow is, growth is, uh, I guess, after the, the, the bringing startups from the valley of death is the hardest thing uh, <laughs> to scale. But, but I was uh, very lucky to join Startup Grand, where it was only 100 chapters and so forth. And I witnessed and helped it grow to 650 cities now. Um, and it's just, um, I realized that, you know, growth there are many ways of growth hacking, you know, and that term basically, you know, popped up a few years ago as well. And and there are ways you can grow a company, you can grow marketing channels, you know, you can acquire new customers or, you know, and then grow exponentially really uh, with different tools and connections. I believe growth is defined by, you know, how many, I guess, customers you can have if you're, if you're scaling a business or, or how, how well you can internationalize uh, on a smart way rather than, you know, you, you don't increase the, the costs as well as you increase the, the kind of uh, geographic locations of your users and company, or, or just kind of get more, more reach. Um, but it's it's fantastic. I mean, w- with growth comes more responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, and it comes more power, and sometimes, usually, um, you you don't get to decide that much anymore. You know, you have a great story around the Apple, how how Steve Jobs was, you know, fired from from its own company because you know, yeah. with growth, you you get uh, so much control to your investors and then and, and that you just lose it. And then you don't, you don't make decisions that are based on your purpose, which is in center of your ecosystem, yeah? Which is all about, I guess. Uh, sometimes growth is not for everyone, I believe, you know, and then some of the companies have too much growth, especially mm-hmm. if you look at the Facebook, Google, Facebook in particular, you know, and these leaders have too much power over others. And I believe what's going to happen in like 10 years from now, this is my vision. Yeah, I'm a visionary. (laughs) So my vision, my vision is we might not have this um, universal income that everyone kind of has equal stuff, but there will be a cap for how much you can grow. And then you have to just cut it down or split the company or just give it to the poor. Or, you know, there will be a Robin Hood in, in, in the law saying that you cannot have that amount of power because it's just ridiculous. Uh, so growth has to be organic in a way and, and natural. Otherwise, it, it can be very damaging to the ecosystem and to the humanity in, in general.
0: Well, look, uh, from that perspective, I could give you a little bit of my vision for the future, where every company gets standardized in terms of its management and operations through the designed company model. And uh, from the ground up, everything works in a way that it's intercompatible. Every company is intercompatible with one another and that they can exchange value, however that money or value is uh, measured or whatever it is, literally like API. So think of a company as a software and that software is intercompatible and the true value and true uh, synergistic exchange of energy happens between companies so that it enables companies to grow together like an ecosystem, which is what you've been working on. But it's, you know, both you and I know very much, and Mo knows this very much, that every startup is trying to reinvent the wheel, and we've got the wheel here. And we go, we'll literally say to them, dudes and dudettes, uh, boys and boyettes, right? Um, the, there's no, There's no need for reinventing the wheel. This is the wheel. What do you actually want to do? plug your purpose in and will help you quite quickly work out what you want to do. And then, you know, find people like yourself and others who can plug in other aspects, whether that's money or growth or people, experts and so on. And lo and behold, what you see is a much uh, higher level of success as opposed to, you know, nine fail, one succeeds. It's more like nine succeed, one doesn't succeed. It's not fail, but mm-hmm. they can pivot into something else. And that's what Anya uh, company, which, which Mo is building is is enabling through software and design company uh, ethos and, and philosophy is, is kind of wrapping it up and it, it works even for podcasts and things like that. That's how we can sort of have a meaningful and holistic conversation here. And of course, like we could be asking you lots more questions, you know, but maybe we can have you another time with a more specific uh, reason to to come and maybe present almost like a little lecture uh to to the to the podcast on on a topic that you think that might uh, you know might be specifically uh useful uh for startups and and companies in general to grow you know because you're oh. basically you're 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 both a thought leader and a soul leader of oh, thank you so huh? much
1: <laughs> yeah thank you so much <laughs> it would be an honor really to come again and 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 talk about more details and then think and things around your fantastic framework i think you, you the fact that you have a purpose in, in the very center of, of your your ecosystem and your metrics is, is fantastic and I, I love the system i think you really nailed down the design process of of you know building a company or basically applying it to anyone because this, this is essentially it i mean mm-hmm. you, you you cover most of the things that, that are crucial
0: yeah and so soon we're going to be able to actually demonstrate to you the end-to-end ecosystem that we've been building out because although i'm writing a book many people thinking i'm oh, re- writing a book it's like we're not writing a book book is the very tip of the iceberg this is a very yeah, like broad uh, uh ecosystem of software toolkit consultancy uh philosophy and so on and it applies from micro level tasks all the way up to the the biggest uh corporations And uh, it's completely testable, it's completely uh, self-reliant and makes sense. It's user, user experience driven so that like an idiot can use it. Uh, and we've been cross-testing it with all sorts of different people, and they all get ma- massive value of that ten x plus uh, from it. So, so that's why you know we're excited, and you know to have support of you also to join our podcast and so on is absolutely fantastic. And you know we're looking forward to working a lot closer together going forward as well.
1: Absolutely, likewise. <laughs> likewise. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah.
0: And and where what who are you looking for, and where can people find more about you? Just uh, to wrap up.
1: Yes. So um, feel free to to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, Peter Savage is P T A R S A V I C and our, our website is uh, supremefactory.net, where where people can see more about new events that we do, new initiatives. Uh, they can uh, apply for funding and then other things. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome. That's Thank really
1: you so much. Me, <laughs> Thank you. Likewise, Mo. Jason, Mo, it was a pleasure.
0: Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye.